match here. That's what the rules are. Okay, who's my co-host this week? It's me, I'm back. Yay, Jamie's back. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 53. Jamie's now missed three is episodes. Is my 50th yet? This is your 50th, Yay! right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. This is my 50th. Right, 50th. Finally. Right. Finally. Congratulations. <laughs> so I'm David Brody from Elmstrand in the Morning Show. Hopefully you know that by now. And that's Jamie from Light FM in New York. Hopefully you know that by now. Uh, shout out to intern John Radio. Intern John from The Kane Show filled in last week. And uh, he said, when's Jamie going on vacation again? I want to do it again. August. We did an 84-minute podcast last week. I don't even think we've done an 84. We have not. Don't be jealous. I'm a little jelly. Yeah. Well, you know what? I had to do a longer podcast to make up for the fact that you weren't oh. there. <laughs> I had to give people a little extra. Because, you know, it's not the same without you. John was great. Oh, thank you. John was great. We had fun. Thank you, John. And uh, you're here in studio. John was on the phone from, from Washington, D.C. I will say, I listened to part of it. He did have at least a decent phone connection. Yes. Thankfully. I liked the way part of it. You didn't even stick through the whole 84 well, minutes. I, I only flew back in yesterday, so I've been trying to catch up with Talking Dead, Walking Dead, mm-hmm. the recap part of the podcast. All right. Speaking of Talking Dead, um, Talking premiered last night with Chris Hardwick, and I watched the first couple of minutes. With it Elijah Wood? With Elijah Wood and his beautiful eyes. Yeah. And uh, I didn't watch more than that because I wanted to watch uh, John Oliver, as anyone who listens to the podcast knows. (laughs) I love me some last week tonight with John Oliver. And there was no Talking Dead to watch. I didn't have to do any kind of, you know, previewing or uh, synopsis writing. Though there were people who were very upset they had no no Walking Dead or Talking Dead last night. It was, you know, you go through that withdrawal. Oh, yeah. We have six months now to wait. I needed something and it was not. So I went back and I watched a little bit of the finale again. I From the time... Um, of the lineup when Negan says, you told me I could do it. And he goes to uh, oh to hit Carl. Spoiler. And uh, if you watch it in slow motion or on YouTube, because there was no tiger really there, he has to pretend he's shocked. Yes. So he doesn't, a- I got to say, uh, I'm going to call a little bit of bullshit on, uh, <laughs> on Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He doesn't actually lift the bat like he's going to hit Carl. He lifts the bat like he knows he's got to stop swinging the bat because there's a tiger coming. <laughs> and, of course, everybody wanted to know how Shiva knew to only attack saviors. Oh, yeah, that's true. Now, Because um, he could have, like, ripped Carl's face off. Right. Now, here's where you earn your money. Carrie. Kari Payne. Kari, Kari Payne. See, that's why you're here. King Ezekiel. He tweeted out, because people kept asking him, how did he know? He said, I showed pictures of the saviors, <laughs> which I don't know where he got pictures from. In, that, yeah. in the zombie apocalypse. I would have said <laughs> we had some clothing from them and, and they had a scent. Sniff it out. Sniff out the scent of the sanctuary. That would yeah. have worked. Um, but we, I, I tried to explain last week why he didn't go after Negan and why he went after the guy behind him. Okay. Now, did you hear that part of the podcast? Not yet. I, I will get there. Okay. But I, Okay, so basically what I said was, just for those of you who didn't hear the podcast last week and didn't have 84 minutes, <laughs> I said it's possible because we saw the making of that scene on Talking Dead, mm-hmm. and it's a guy in a blue suit who he looks like the blue jumps, off, right, jumps off a trampoline and goes <laughs> flying through the air, right? That maybe Shiva, if it was real, had set his sights on, because Negan was kneeling in front of Rick, set his sights on the standing guy. Oh, that makes sense. And then in the split second that Negan stood up and took Carl's hat off, he had already locked on to the other guy. Is it like a keyword where King Ezekiel is like, attack, or yeah, now? right. Get that guy. Get that guy. Right. And, 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 and go. If, 
Now, <laughs> if if Shiva had jumped between Rick and Carl oh and attacked God. Negan on the ground, oh my God. that'd be uber impressive. Yeah. So that's that was my theory. I was really surprised. I didn't see that coming. Also, I didn't realize this till after we did the podcast, and I went back and watched the episode two more times. <laughs> the first few seconds that they show Sasha in the box. She died. That's her dying. Oh, yeah. I saw I realized that right away. Only because it because, looks like she's sleeping. Like, yeah. she's, like she closed her eyes. I'm sure you talked about it last week, but super major props to you for Sasha's death and the fact that the junkyard, well, the the uh, scavengers yes. turned their back on the the survivors. Right. So, I, so I, yes, I called, I called the junkyard um, betrayal, which I, I'm going with that's the, that's that's genius, the betrayal. That's genius because... You, Oh, you got that all from, oh, there was a trailer of them running through Alexandria, and you literally figured out that it was because of the scavengers. Well, why else would they be running through Alexandria? Plus, they're the only ones left that could turn on them. Oh. Plus, I don't trust them. Now, here's the thing that we talked about last week that I don't know if you've realized, and again, I hate to rehash too much from last week, so I'm not going to do it too much. When, And I don't know how much of it makes sense, but Jadis tells Rick after she pulls the gun on him that Tamiel followed the... Uh, Aaron and um, Rick, when they went and got the stuff off the boat, boots. boots followed them back to Alexandria, and then they followed those that took it, which was the saviors, and made a deal. Now, here's the thing I don't understand. I had to rewind that three times to understand her. So here's what I don't understand. I said it last week, but I'm going to embellish on it. If that's true, and she made the deal with them that day, Rick hadn't even approached them yet to make a deal. So what deal would they have made? Rick hadn't met the garbage pail people yet. That's oh yeah, you know they what? hadn't it's, taken Father Gabriel. That's true. So the only way that makes sense is if, if Tamiel saw the sanctuary, left, then Rick came to the junkyard for Father Gabriel. They make the deal. Tamiel says, "Wait a minute, he's talking about those people. Why don't we see if they offer a better deal?" Yeah, which is not what Jada said. Jada said she followed them back and made a better deal. She couldn't possibly have made a better deal that day. Because there was no deal to make. That's another bullshit. Yeah. So I'm calling bullshit on the writing because they, <laughs> either they left out the part where she said she saw where they lived and went back after you left here and made a better deal. Yeah. Because they didn't have a deal yet. Oh, she made me sick in this episode. When Jadis? she's like, when she said to Michonne, okay, I lay with him next. Yeah. I'm like, what? I lay with him Michonne next. Michonne looked like you, she was going to okay? kill a bitch. The best was Rick's face, though, and he was like, oh, gotta go. <laughs> He's gotta, like, I... um, let's just go. <laughs> now, speaking of me guessing that it was the scavengers, there's an article on comicbook.com, we'll tweet out the link, where Andrew Lincoln says he didn't know about the betrayal. Oh. He says he doesn't want to know in advance how things are going to turn out. A lot of them are like that. Because he wanted to act out the scenes as if it was going to go according to plan. And he didn't know that the scavengers were turning on him until they were already filming the scenes. What? He had already filmed some of the scenes like of the finale. Oh, okay. And still didn't know. Oh, my God. Until he had to read up ahead and say, okay, they're going to turn on me. So he, when he made the junkyard scenes with them, he genuinely thought they were going to be on his side. Wow. I will have to say, he deserves an award for the acting in that episode. He was great. He was phenomenal. He also said in, a, in, a, in another interview um, that Rick will never bow to Negan again. Hmm. Like in future episodes, never going to happen. I mean, he gave him the speech again. I know. I thought that's ballsy. Now, what would have happened if Shiva didn't come along and Negan legitimately bashed Carl and took Rick's hands? I mean, is there a show? Rick, I mean... Uh, 
I mean, look, Rick told Michonne in the episode where they went to the carnival. Yeah. It doesn't matter who lives, who dies. We have to fight. Yeah. I could die. You could die. Anyone can die. Do you think he's he accepted that Carl may die? Like, whatever happens, it's got to happen. In that moment, I think he he knew that it could happen. And it's like he had some acceptance. And he thought Michonne had just died. He did. So I think if he had legitimately killed Carl, he just would have let Negan, I think, do whatever he wants. I think he would have been defeated, done. Because mm. he lost Michonne and then his son in three seconds later. I literally was sweating because the bat was raised, his hat was off, and I thought, I know they can't kill him, but how the hell are they going to get out of this? And in comes Shiva. Right. Now, I told you in the comics, I think I mentioned it, in the comics, that exact scene or a similar scene happens yes. where there's a lineup, but Jesus saves the day and gets into a fight with Negan and, and you know, beats him, kicks him, the whole with thing. With his kung fu. Not Shiva. So yeah. They changed that a little bit. Which I thought was a cool twist. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming. That, no, I did not think that. Now, okay. <laughs> we talked a few weeks ago that when Rick saw the script for the finale, he yes. said that, he said there were sexy parts, <laughs> which I assume was Abraham and Sasha. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. And touching parts, right? Sensual touching parts, right? Parts. <laughs> but they were touching parts. And he, and there was a part where when he read it in the script, he jumped up in the air and did a jig. Yes. Now that we've seen the episode, and please tweet us at walkers underscore talkers, um, if you disagree, what do you, Jamie, think was the moment where he read in the script and did a jig? I think when Shiva attacked yeah. one of the saviors. Roy. Veggie Roy. Um, nope. No, no. Roy was Sasha. Oh, no. Sasha ate Roy. Wait, who, whoever that guy was behind him. Guy. Yeah, guy. Guy standing guy, there. Yeah. I think that was the moment because it was coming so close. Carl's hat was off. Yeah. It was happening. It was. Um, watching that scene, I, I would say nine times already, maybe ten. It's really exciting, but it is sort of all over the map. Like they're they're in one spot, then they're in impossibly at another spot. There's a lot of editing in that scene to make it look like. And then nobody shoots at our heroes, and nobody shoots at main characters. We talked about this. We, I made a Star Trek reference last week that only the red shirts die, meaning the, the oh. background people, <laughs> like two people at Alexandria. I know, I saw, I'm like, try, I'm pausing it. I'm like, looking. I'm like, I don't know that face. They were uh, randos. And people reviewing the episode were randos. talking about how only one person died. Sasha was the only one that died. No. Like she said, only one has to die. At least three died. We see two people in the street. Yeah. So if you don't have a speaking role, you're probably going to get shot. <laughs> that's true. Because <laughs> right, that's basically what it was. And uh, clearly Sasha liked Abraham more than Bob because she didn't think about Bob or her brother <laughs> again. Didn't think about her brother. Shish kebab. Shish kebab. <laughs> oh, man. I know that's sick. Sorry. <laughs> now, do you think, because we debated this last week, um, do you think the scenes of Sasha and Abraham were her remembering how they she tried to get him not to go that day that, that Negan stopped them and how he told her the lesson that life is about putting your life on the line for others? Or was that a dream that she was dreaming and it never really happened? I took that as a flashback that that was the day that they were going to go into the lineup right. and she had this dream, an intuition feeling that they should just sit this one out. Right. She dreamt he drowned. Yeah. And, and she said we shouldn't go. I took that as a flashback of of her trying to talk him out of it and then they ended up going because right. they need to put others oh, before them. And I, and I, again, not to toot my own horn, but I called the Abraham thing also. Yes, you did. Because he forced Scott Gimple in the premiere of Talking Dead to say, I still have a big episode coming up, right? Well, that was Scott Gimple was like, shush. If you go go back and watch it, Gimple looked like he was saying like like a child wanted candy. He was like, 
Yes, and Abraham has a big episode. Scott Kimple is, or as Chris Hartwick says, Scott M. Gimple. Yeah, Scott M. Um, he's so deadpan. Yeah, he's not. He's like, you know, what he does is genius, but he's just so like, eh. Doesn't have much inflection or excitement. He's just always kind of. Well, I have a lot of articles that have been written the last uh, week from quoting Scott about season eight, which I want to talk about. Scott M. Gimple? Scott M. Gimple. But overall, you like the finale. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know if I should. I'll, I'll just admit it because I always admit now, it. No, you, told me, like, you told me there was a picture you took. I took a picture? Of yourself. Oh, yeah. I'm not sharing. Uh, no one will ever see this photo. I was, like, mentally and physically distraught when this episode was over. I was crying, and I my I was, like, shaking. And so when it was over, I looked in the mirror. Because Roy died? Well, because— Spoiler. <laughs> so many things were happening. The betrayal. Well, I started crying when I looked in Rick's face when he saw the betrayal from Eugene. Like you could just feel. Oh, that when Eugene coming says, "I am, ne- I am Negan." You could just. Rick's face was. just... He was gonna blow him up. I know. Speaking of which, how great was the line where he says, "He goes, you were gonna blow me up, and my people, but Eugene." I know. He goes, "You people are animals." I know. <laughs> Yeah. That was great. Yeah. But like, and then Michonne and like so many things were happening. And then when Ezekiel jumped in, I was like, oh, like I just, there were so many emotions happening. And so I took a photo. Alexandria will not fall. Not on this day. I took a picture, yeah. a, a picture of myself and sent it to my mom and it was rough. And I was like, if anyone ever questions how much, how invested I am or if I'm a fan, they should see this okay. photo. If you cried, oh. tweet us at walkers underscore talkers. Let us I know if you cried sobbing. at the end. Am I the when only she talks one? about Glenn. Uh, it wasn't even that part. It was like everything happening. Like when they were on their knees, I was like sh- legit shaking. Shaking. See, if there was somebody else, if if Tara was on her knees, it was just if, if anyone was there besides Rick and so Carl. Intense. If anyone was there besides Rick and Carl, I'd say, okay, they're getting it. Yeah. But again, knowing what I know about the comics, I, I knew no, we've already seen him. Yeah. We've already seen Negan take a bat to somebody. Yeah. So I didn't think they would do that again. I couldn't tell at first. When they, when Jadis was uh, walking Rick over and poking him in his gunshot wound, uh, and Carl was kneeling, I couldn't tell at first if it was just Carl or they had everyone lined up in their group. Like I, That's what I was like, oh, right. this is happening again? Like I didn't know what was going to happen. Now, when Jadis was talking to, to Negan. I hate her. And they were, yeah. And they were bargaining 12, 10, and then Negan gave her the dirty look, and she's like, all right, 12? Uh, all right, 10. All right, she 10. She backed down with just a look. Right. She knows not to... Right, well, she, she messed with Rick, but with Negan, she's like, oh, okay, She knows 10. this guy is serious. Now, they were bargaining people, because he said people are a commodity. Yeah. So, is she going to get 10 of the survivors? Now, what do they do? Well, she's not, the saviors. Now, she's not going to get anybody, because um, they didn't win. They didn't. Oh, that's true. Now, she may ask them to live up to their end of the bargain. Who was but, she going to get? 10 survivors? Well, that, so number one, I don't know. I don't okay. know if it was if it was people from Alexandria. Or if Negan was going to give ten of his people, I have I to. Find... I have, the, the problem is if he gives ten Alexandrians, then that's ten people that can't work for Negan. That's true. I feel like he wouldn't. I don't know. Would and he what give would up the ten? 10 what would the ten people do? See, my th- I was thinking, would they do whatever Ga- Father Gabriel was going to do? Like they kidnapped Father Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Now was that to work for them? Uh, well, he ma- they made him get all their supplies, and then I don't know what they were going to do with him. We don't know, but is that what they were going to do with the other 10 people? I don't know. And I'm still going back, I think, okay, so long term, next season, does Rick go after Jadis's gang first? And well, now they're together. Out? They're in like one lump group nah, now. Yeah, but I think they probably went back to the- Oh, the junkyard? The sanctuary in the junkyard. 
Yeah. If they don't, here's my prediction. If they don't kill Jadis in the first half of next season. She's she's a dead woman. If she survives, if most of the junkyard people survive, or they or they or they run away. I'm thinking they might have something to do with the whispers. The ones who took hmm. Heath. You think they're involved with them? I don't, I don't know if they become them. I don't know. See, here's the thing. The my my guess is we talked about this. PPP whispering. Pimismo. Yeah. Pimismo? The, the whispers took Heath. Yes. Who are the next baddies that come after the saviors? Not a spoiler. All right, I, man, not really. <laughs> but I'm wondering if the junkyard people join them or sort of them. I don't know. Do they? What do they want people for? Other than they have a lot of people. They do have a lot. And of And since they don't, they don't bother. They take. Do they want people to do the bothering? Could be. Do we ever find out why they have that weirdo Yoda language? No. No, I don't. Drives me nuts the way she talks. I lay with him. You mind? Lay with him, I will. Yes. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, so we'll find that out. Overall, you like the episode. Now, a lot of people may have liked the episode, but a lot of people didn't watch it. Uh, This story makes me upset. It's the lowest rated finale for The Walking Dead in five seasons. That's sad. Now, we talked about people, the first few episodes were a little rough after the first one. Two, three, four. I know people that actually bailed. And are done with the show after... I've talked to people. I'm like, you're in seven seasons. How You're just giving up now? I don't get it, but... A couple of episodes that weren't great. Look, they all built. My guess is we're going to see the ocean side again. Oh, yeah. But we needed to see them. And I, I said last week on the podcast, they needed to film the Tara Heath episode. Oh, yeah. Because they had no footage because of the Negan kill. They, all you could have shown was Morgan and Carol. Exactly. In the trailer. Because then you, you didn't want to show who was still alive. Oh, here's Tobin. <laughs> Here's Eric. <laughs> hey, Eric didn't betray them. Eric, I he was, was a firing a gun. I was like, wow, he's he right in a the gun. line of fire. I thought I call. I thought he'd be dead. I was wrong there. I really thought Eric could have gone, but he, he. I'll give it to him. He he jumped right in. All right, let's talk about uh, Scott M. Gimple. Uh, IGN.com. Uh, Gimple talks about fast moving, more intense season eight. This reminds me of like American Idol. More talent this season. This season we raised the bar. <laughs> it's the best season ever. I think coming off season seven, where it was slow, 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 they got to say season eight's going to be fast. But it's war. So here's what he said, and forgive me, I'm going to read it as much as I can. The first four episodes of season eight will melt people's minds and break their televisions. First of all, I don't want my television broken. Is he just saying that? My guess is it's war. Yeah. My guess is we're going to see the Negan speech I just showed you from the comics before we started recording. I wonder if AMC will let him be like that graphic. Oh, you mean with the big swinging... Yeah. Big swinging... Yeah, we can say dick. Big dick, swinging dick. Big swinging dick. All right. <laughs> so th- there's a long speech that he gives when they get ready to go to war that he didn't give on the show. Yeah. So maybe he'll give that. Um, so Gimple did an interview with TV Line, um, and it says, uh, Season 8's going to be different. They aren't going to meet in Alexandria every weekend and do that. There are twists and turns to it. Definitely some small-scale things and some large-scale things and a whole different momentum to the story. Now that the various factions are in public conflict and everyone's on the table as far as everyone knows who everybody is and what's going on, the narrative changes a lot. It's going to be a bit more kinetic and fast-moving because that's where the story is going. Uh, Then he talks about the governor. He says the governor just wanted them dead. He wanted everybody dead. Negan would be happy if everyone was alive and well and working for him, but the survivors want to live in a fair world instead of having it be Negan's. So... He then talks about a character on the show who might be in trouble. Hmm. And he says he singles out one surviving character in particular, a, 
going to have a rocky season eight. And he doesn't say who? Yes, he does. Oh, oh, oh. Who, who do you think is going to have a rocky season eight? And it's in the survivors? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Nah, Maggie. No. No. Okay, here's what he said. Um, he said Eugene. He, he said he's Negan in front of everyone, which he did. That made me mad. He still has not found the strength to get over his fear. He's still Negan after seeing everything Sasha did. Mm-hmm. So Gimple is saying he's Negan. Not that he's putting on an act. He's Negan. I had a feel like, at first I'm like, all right, he's just going along with it. And when he had the megaphone, I'm like, you bastard. I was like, you've yep. turned. And then he says, I don't think it looks good for Eugene. But with everything Sasha said to him, maybe his courage is just lying dormant. And Maggie will have the baby next season. No, she won't. No? No. How long I, is she pregnant for? Well, it's only like a, a, a month since Glenn died. Maybe. Well, you know, I always have to scale myself back because you think we've been watching it for this many months, right. but it turns out like. She's not 16 it, weeks pregnant. It only has been four days, right. you know. Now, speaking of pregnant, do you remember when Abraham said to uh, Glenn, he was asking about Glenn getting, Glenn getting Maggie pregnant? He goes, yeah. um, let me ask you a question. <laughs> When you were pouring a Bisquick, were you trying to make pancakes? <laughs> Did you notice Sasha's last meal? Oh, my God. Pancakes. Oh, my God. You're right. I didn't mention that last week. So no. I was thinking about that. Huh. Pancakes. Well, it's kind of funny at all the cons that fans actually bring Michael Cutlet's boxes of Bisquick. Till a point it got so big, there was like donation parties for bi- for eating uh, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, pancakes. Pancakes. Uh, here's a great, uh, a great quote that I loved from IGN.com on Gimple in a different article. He says, there's a lot of twists and turns in All Out War, parts one and two, and aspects of March to War, which is what we just saw from the comics, that we didn't completely use. Where I said Jesus attacks Negan, mm-hmm. and I said there's a speech coming and other things. Gimple uh, says, in terms of the comics' influences on season eight, there's the expansions within the story of characters that aren't in the books, like the Garbage Pail Kids, and situations that totally come from the book, but yet are very different in some circumstances. By virtue of what The Walking Dead is, there is more stuff than was even in the book and stuff from earlier books we might be dipping into. Hmm. So they're going to come up with stuff that we haven't seen in the comics, which they've been doing, like the Garbage Pail Kids, Scavengers. And he says they may go back in time and pull things that we keep saying, oh, that was in the comics, they didn't use it. They may now go back and use it. Yeah. So I'm wondering now what we talked about them jumping over that they may pull back later and mix up the order. Well, they tend to do that. Yeah. So what what happened in the comics? If you're a comic book fan, uh, tweet at me what you think uh, at walkers underscore talkers, of course. And of course, we have our own Twitter handles at David underscore Brody and at jmigs514. And when you tweet at multiple addresses, I'm never like sure who, where to reply back from. <laughs> um, but we need to build up our Walkers and Talkers account because we're at like 350 followers. Yeah. And we have thousands of people listening. So yeah, true. let's go, people. Please like us. We send out a lot of stuff from the Walkers and Talkers account only, like links and stories and different things and questions. So make sure you follow us at Walkers underscore Talkers on Instagram also. Yes. M- maybe Jamie can be convinced to put up that picture of herself crying. <laughs> no, it's so hideous. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, there was a deleted scene from the finale. Um, Scott Gimple, Scott M. Gimple, uh, did an interview with Entertainment Weekly, and he said, there's a lovely scene with Rick and Carl with Michonne, and I'm hoping to put it in the deleted scenes uh, on the DVD. I'm pretty sure I did. This sets up that moment a little bit between Rick and Negan, and I don't feel we needed to set it up, but it was a lovely scene that kind of did. It was strictly about time, 
This was already an hour and a half episode. This was sort of a long scene. It wasn't 100% necessary. So my guess is Michonne, Rick, and Carl had a family meeting where they talked about the importance of each other and Mm -hmm. their love for each other, and that they cut that, and that maybe showed why maybe Rick was willing to lose Carl or how much Michonne meant to him when he thought she fell off the the roof. Yeah, well, they kind of had that moment when they found her sitting there bloody. Right. They were kind of a group hug. So look for the DVD for the deleted scene, and there's a lot of deleted scenes on YouTube that are really good, especially, I always say, the one from season two. There's like a 10, 15-minute scene that started season two where they go back and meet the Vatos, the ones that took the guns. Yes. And they go back to where they live, and there's a whole scene there, and then they leave and hit the road for uh, where they get stuck on the road, mm-hmm. going there, and they get stuck and go to Herschel's farm. Oh, Herschel. That whole scene was cut out. Wow. And so season two now starts with them on the road already. So go back and look for the deleted scene from season two. It's really interesting what could have been and, and what they took out. Uh, my favorite article of the week from UndeadWalking.com. Uh, they did a synopsis of an article that uh, Scott Gimple did with TVLine.com. Here's Scott Gimple's big-time response when asked what the odds were that Glenn would return to the show someday. Now, mm-hmm. Abraham returned as a flashback. Yeah. Here's what he said. Here's what he said the odds were of Stephen Yoon returning as Glenn. Pretty good, actually. Mm. As Maggie gets closer to giving birth, it's certainly possible that Stephen Yoon might reprise his role for some newly created flashbacks or a vision or something. I'd be silly to say it isn't possible. So look for Glenn to be back in some capacity. As long as it's not Maggie dying, I hope. Yeah, it'll be like a trash a trash bin again. Oh, no. And he'll come out from under it. <laughs> so it looks like we now have six months where we'll, we'll continue to do updates. This and, is the worst time of year. And articles. Oh, my God. It's like it's so people bad. don't even realize in other countries we live here in America. I will have to say, though, this season finale versus the last one, I was more satisfied because... Carl, Michonne, and Sasha, we found out their fate. Any three of those could have been a cliffhanger. Yes. But this time they actually But I'm not gonna bash last season's through. finale. I loved no, it. No, I did too, but it was but it was it was Think actually it. fun because we, we were, spent the we whole off season right. Camera angles, shadows, eeny, trees. Meeny, miny, mo- it was a great off season because of the finale that people got mad at originally. And we made a bit out of it. Yeah, I had fun actually. And I do believe I predicted Abraham and Glenn would get killed. Spoiler! Yeah, you you did. You nailed it. <laughs> well, I hit that right on the head. <laughs> nailed it. See what I did there? Yeah, no. right, right, on right on the head. The, right on the heads. <laughs> okay, so um, we have beginning of June, Fear, Fear the, the Walking, Walking Dead. Dead is back. End of June, which I'm assuming there'll be an overlap of Preacher coming back. Our Preacher feature. Preacher feature coming back. I don't know what we're going to do next week, but we will do it with another podcast. Uh, stick with us. We'll try to keep it entertaining and fun. Yes. And uh, have a good week. Yeah. Even though we don't have The Walking Dead. I'm going to go back and watch old episodes. I did that a few weeks ago. Oh, my God. It was so good. I started back from episode one, season one. Nice. I'm working my way up. Well, you're back. I'm back. Uh, John didn't know what time it was. I had to help him. Oh, he didn't know what time it was? No. What time I had to, is it? Well, it's time to shut, shut this that shit down. down.